0: Hi, and, and welcome to another Mehmuni Today, I'm speaking with Iman Hushmand. Iman is a serial entrepreneur, a producer, and he does lots of great stuff in the community. Hi, Iman. Hubi.
1: Hi, Ayla June. Thank you so much for having me on this awesome Mehmoni podcast that you've created and you put in your heart and soul into it. So I appreciate you giving a little room for me to also be a part of the conversation.
0: Of course. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, You've got such an impressive resume, and can you take a few minutes to introduce yourself? Because I feel like you'll do a much better job than than I will. So, who is Iman? Give us (laughs) give us a rough give us a gist.
1: Yeah, I'll try to keep it short and sweet so I don't bore your viewers. But uh, you know, I'm I am definitely a serial entrepreneur where I've uh, you know started and grown different types of businesses. Primarily, it was uh, an entertainment company called Exclusively Entertainment um ever since i was uh 16 17 years old i i was like into djing and music and creating events for the community and then uh 12 years ago i was like you know what i just want to start a company and bring in other great djs i would rather work on the back end the business the producing and all that stuff because i never was a very good dj but i loved music and i love bringing people together and so uh with exclusively entertainment which is like my main company um we were doing thousands of events and weddings throughout the years and specializing in Persian events, Persian cultural events, Persian concerts, Persian weddings. And um, and yeah, and then the pandemic hit. Uh, so obviously, like everything that we were doing came to a screeching halt. Um, but I did have two other companies. One was Night Owls, which was photo and video services for events and weddings, which was also put on ice. But then I had Unite and Conquer which was really a company that I started because I was like, you know what, there's so many awesome people, entrepreneurs, creators, and um, we're living in such a virtual world. Let's create a community where we can come and support each other, unite and conquer. And then like a few months after I started the company, the pandemic hit and everybody started doing virtual events and like podcasts. So I was like, man, this is actually great. I get to now focus on unite and conquer and so I started my own podcast last year called awesome people and I was like doing exactly what you're doing and I was like there's so many amazing people out there that are doing such great stuff and I'm a very curious person in general so like I was like you know what I want to get to know these awesome people I want to see how I can work with them how I can collaborate with them how we can help each other out or each other's mission because life is just so much more bearable and enjoyable if you wake up every morning with intention and with a mission so that's pretty much what I've been doing. It's like a bunch of multiple things come together, but all I know that we get to work together and 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 spreading love and spreading great things that people are doing
0: a hundred percent that was that was very well said. I have a million questions, <laughs> and also it's really it's really nice hearing hearing you talk about what you do and all the creative stuff that you're into because I feel like it all feeds into each other so beautifully and and so so well. Um, the main thing that stood out for me when, you know, I I found you on Instagram and and the main thing that really stood out for me was, you know, how you bring people together with your events and there is such a sense of community. So it's not just about the event it's about like the people and really the the community around it um mm-hmm. and hearing you talk right now about unite and conquer and and all the other st- cool stuff that you're doing that really comes through again um can we talk a little bit about events and and covid you, you touched on it briefly mm-hmm. um obviously it's it's you know everyone's been impacted by it especially um a lot of, you know, creative industries like cinemas and theaters and and events and concerts and things like that. Let's talk a little bit about the ways that you've found to overcome this because you've got a really cool Noru's event that I really want to get into.
1: Yeah, and I can't wait to have you a part of that, yeah.
0: Thank you. Um, But let's talk a little bit about the ways that you're overcoming the obstacles that covid
1: yeah, you know, and like, um, I mean, listen, we were, okay, let, let me tell you something that I've, I've talked about very openly, but even before the pandemic, I I got my hand stuck in the cookie jar in a sense that um, I was trying to do events that are bigger and better than everything that you could possibly imagine, and just outdoing myself, outdoing everybody, like, not like in an egotistical way, but by like, I have certain standards for myself. Like, I just feel like this life is so precious. It's so short. And if I don't squeeze every ounce of this lime and make it worthwhile and make it the most badass lemonade you could possibly make, then I'm doing myself an injustice. I feel like I'm doing my parents an injustice, the people who really like paved the way to a really rough, challenging life of immigrant life that I was like, man, we've gotten we've gotten so many opportunities by being children of immigrants where we didn't have to deal with all the challenges they have to deal with. We have our own challenges, you know, but nothing compares to those challenges. You know, so like I just have this like chip on my shoulder, like I want to do some great things, leave a legacy, inspire other people, share other people's stories. And um but when you do that kind of stuff and you get ahead of yourself, you get in trouble. And like I lost a lot of money right before the pandemic producing these massive events which to the crowd looked great i mean production was wonderful you know but because i always try to present the best of the best that i can possibly do but it seemed like six events in a row i underestimated the number of people that would buy tickets i i overestimate oh i'm sorry i overestimated how many people would come to the show i underestimated uh you know the expenses and then you do it like four or six times in a row and then all of a sudden all the hard work all the money that was made is like down the tube you know so like i was licking my wounds Already, when the pandemic was happening, so then here I am, thinking that okay, now I get to re-strategize my business and you know, pick up where I where I was kind of like struggling, I guess. And then the pandemic hit and like really affected me, where for a year haven't had any income and still try to be active, still try to do something to, um, just keep us afloat, you know, because I have a I have a team that like I still need to have active. I still have a team that's passionate for what they're doing. And so I was like, guys, we're not going to sit idly by and do absolutely nothing. I was like, if virtual events, if virtual podcasts, if that's what we have to do to continue to bring the community together, if that's what we have to do to, to make sure our DJs get some kind of virtual stage time, I don't care if we're getting 50 views, 100 views, let's just chip away at it, chip away at it. You know, I'll get anybody that I can to sit down with an interview with me uh, because I couldn't stand like sit at home and do absolutely nothing. You know, I was like, I have to improve my life. I have to improve my work. I have to see what I can do. And, and adapt and so um, we basically just took the same concept of producing live events but try to do it the best you can virtually which it cannot ever be replicated with real life you know but um, it has its other quirks and benefits and other ways that are keeping people happy you know and as long as i know that it's helping some people go through a really bad mental time uh, depressing time or or whatever you know people just need a sense of community some shape, some somehow they need it Uh, for their own sanity you know and I try to just basically integrate great conversations with great entertainment and bring as many partners in crime such as yourself you know like people that are like-minded mission driven and work together to just make this world uh, a better place you know like one one person at a time one one mini community building person at a time
0: I couldn't agree more and you know there's there's so much that can be done with collaboration Ooh bear with me
1: <laughs> is <that your> cat?
0: <laughs> no I'm I'm gonna send oh. you a picture of my setup it is ridiculous Iman um my ring light I lost the tripod so it, oh. it and it's it's all glued together <laughs> you're
1: improvising you're improvising it's <laughs>
0: As I was saying, um, I don't think I'll crop this out. I quite, I quite like this. It's authentic. Keep
1: it. Keep these things. I <laughs> learned. this is, this is why I really, um, and I'm sorry to cut you off while you were talking, but like the, the world needs more people like you, you know, like it's like people who are just in the room. They're just chipping away at it. They're, they're doing with what they can in the resources that they have and just doing these little building blocks, you know? And like, I hope that your Mahmoudi podcast will inspire a 100 other girls and guys around the world to create their own little mehmani podcast yeah. because this is this is what we truly need and this is how we can unite
0: I, I, I couldn't agree more because i think it's one of those things it's it's hard to start um and it's and it can be difficult to sort of put yourself out there but once yeah. you do um it's it's rewarding and it and it doesn't matter if you get through to one person or a thousand or 10,000 um yeah. as long as you're you feel like you're enjoying what you're doing um, and that it has a positive message down the line. Um, So you're putting good, good stuff out into the world. Cause like you said, there is a lot of, there's a lot of upset and there is, there are things that are unsavory. Um, So it's, it's good to try and bring a little bit of positive positivity wherever um, you can. And you weren't far off by guessing uh, a cat because I have a small
1: <laughs> oh. Dog. oh that's right yes <laughs> yes yes he's becoming insta famous too you know I'm I'm uh, enjoying seeing his stuff you know <laughs>
0: thank you very much
1: what's his name
0: her well her name is uh oh, her name. Hash-Mac. Hash-Mac. Know, Candy floss in Farsi <laughs>
1: yeah very cool
0: um but let's get back to you sorry for that little distraction no no problem um let's talk about your podcast awesome people mm. what can mm. we expect the, the name gives a bit of a hint a lot of a hint about what it's about (laughs) um but i want to hear it from you
1: so i i really um you know when when events were basically shut down and i was trying to figure out what the hell i'm supposed to do like i I really had to go through a rebranding of myself in the past year and a half like um, and i was like man i think I enjoy being a storyteller, you know, like that's kind of like what it comes out. First of all, I'm a big talker, as you can tell. Like I've always been made fun of uh, uh, with like my long Facebook posts. I'm like, I just don't care. Like I'm going to say how I feel because it's therapeutic for me. And it might not resonate with 99% of people. And it's all good because I'll appreciate that 1% because then we're connecting. You know what I mean? So like if I reach a million people, but only 1% care, I'm kissing the hands and feet of a thousand people that are actually like digging what I'm saying and I'm digging what they're saying and they're doing, you know. So like for me it's not a contest of numbers, it's a quality of people that I get to interact with. So like I've been this person that always used to send these massive long emails, massive long Facebook posts, uh probably oversharing as many would say. But I think that's healthy. You know, like if you don't if you don't like feel comfortable with who you are and be unapologetically yourself you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not being your true self anyways you know so um so i was like you know what i'm a freaking storyteller and i am blessed to be in an industry and have a career where i've come across uh, people who have done some incredible stuff that i'm friends with you know from pop stars to comedic rock stars to uh, just you know people who are doing great philanthropic kind of stuff. and um and i was like you know what now is the best time ever that I can sit down and have these like, conversations. So I really just came down my Rolodex of people that um, I've been fortunate to work with in the past. And really kind of like, it wasn't originally supposed to be super Persian centric, but majority of my network has been Persian. And I was like, you know what? And this is actually evolving in the last few weeks too. I was like, I'm doubling down on this thing. We should be extremely p- proud of our heritage. We should be proud of all the amazing Persians that are around the world representing us in the best way possible. And, and that's what like the whole catalyst for the live stream that we're doing is, is the fact that I want this to be a virtual playground of the best of the best. And best of the best doesn't mean you're a celebrity with millions of followers and you're super famous. Best of the best are people like you, people who are grinding and chipping away and doing their part to make sure that our, our, our history is represented properly. That our superstars, not just actual superstars, but superstar human beings, awesome people are being showcased but you know, a lot of these people truly need somebody to help share their message, you know, and I want to just, if I can be a vehicle and sharing the message of certain people that I believe like need to have their message shared, you know, like I'm mostly in entertainment, but if there's somebody that's doing something great for women empowerment, if there's somebody that's doing great for cancer discussions or yoga stuff, like I want, I want to be the conduit for that kind of stuff. And the awesome people podcast has allowed me to, to have some incredible conversations with people. And um, you know, I'm a very chodumuni kind of person and like like I have a I, I want to have real conversations if I'm gonna have a podcast. You know, like I don't need a conversation with somebody who's just gonna sugarcoat shit or is just going to like give me like I'm like I'm gonna throw them all these basic softball questions and they're gonna give me these basic answers. because I wouldn't watch that shit myself. And I'm I try to put on interviews. I myself would want to watch because I'm not this like die-hard podcaster. Like if you look at my Spotify, I'm not following a hundred podcasts. So for me to listen to certain people, I really have to gravitate towards what they're doing, what they're saying, who their guests are, you know, and I'm just trying to find people that like the guests that I have, they right. respect what my guests are doing and they respect the vulnerability of what they're talking about. You know, like I had Sammy Begey have a conversation and I was straight up able to ask him, have you ever considered suicide? You know? And he answered honestly, you know, like you wouldn't expect somebody like uh, Sammy, who's known as this like pretty boy pop star, you know, you know yeah. maybe even given off a vibe of like a little overconfident kind of stuff, being so vulnerable, being so honest, talking about his darkest days and now using his darkest days as a way to help other people too. Because once you know that Sammy Baggy has shitty, that, shitty ass days too, even though being one of the top pop stars in the world, Um, you kind of feel better about your life too because that's what's happening nowadays that people are comparing themselves to other people when all you have to do is really just work on being a better person yourself, worry about um, what you can control instead of like what what you see on social media and filter life. So I try to make awesome people a super unfiltered, super raw, super authentic and and a conversation that I believe can help my viewers and listeners in some shape or form, mind, body and soul.
0: That's wonderful. And it's, and it's so, so important to have those conversations, um, especially about mental health and, you know, more so in the time that we are right now with the pandemic, most people being stuck at home, alone with their thoughts, sometimes not much to do. Um, and, you know, the, the thing that's easiest to access is Instagram and, and social media. So it can be a tricky um, rabbit hole, I guess, and and, and it's yeah. easy to, you know, get sucked in or maybe feel bad about certain things or, you know, put yourself down. So it's really, really important to, to have these conversations and to, for, for someone to hear it. Cause, cause when you're in that state, when you're not feeling your best, sometimes things that seem simple, like, oh, I should know that someone's life isn't perfect a hundred percent of the time doesn't come to you instantly or naturally so it is important to hear it from someone else so yeah. i'm i'm really glad that you're having these conversations and are p- putting all this great stuff out there um iman yeah. um let's get into your Noru's special i'm really excited about what you're doing um it's a okay you introduce it you introduce it <laughs>
1: So g- giving a little backstory back in DC, I'm originally from DC area. I've been in, in Miami for the past year, just because when the, when quarantine was about to go into full effect, majority of my family, like my sister, my parents they were living in Miami. And I was like, this is going to be a few months. So I might as well just be in Miami with my family. Like, why am I going to be all alone in DC? And so uh, one of the best moves that I ever made was come down for the pandemic because uh, really just ended up just making Miami my main home until things kind of recover. But I don't think that D.C. will ever be my main home again, and that's okay because I can still continue doing my business there with the team that I have there, and I'll just kind of go back and forth. And I love D.C. I've been a lifelong Washingtonian. It's a beautiful city with great people. And so um, for for about seven years in a row, my company, Exclusive Entertainment, we were hosting and producing the biggest dinner and dance Noruz Gala in North America. We would have about 1,500 people all ages from like two three-year-olds to like 98-year-olds 100-year-olds and the first half was dinner and special dances and then it opened up to like um people who come for the after party just come for bezana bekub and ras you know and um and it was called the celebration of no and so last march obviously it was right on the brink of the pandemic so everything was just nobody was even thinking about an event they were thinking like survival survival mode and um and then this year I was like I just cannot sit by and have another Noruz come and me not doing something uh, to kind of like get people together and after having done the a, a 24-hour streamathon a couple of weeks ago with uh, the ready to work thing that we did I was like man a 24-hour streamathon is what I would love to do now for Noruz and fully dedicated to um, anything that has to do with preserving our music our culture our food our dance our our history, our traditions, you know, and I was like, I was like, how am I going to fill 24 hours of content? My problem isn't staying up. My problem is how can I get these awesome people that are going to be able to give us a a little bit of taste of all the above, you know? And so for the last like, you know, two weeks, I've just been kind of like putting together a massive Rolodex of guests and individuals, podcasters, singers, comedians, uh, content creators, um, uh famous singers you know movie people i mean like every everything that you can think of um that we all come together yeah. and we are all doing like a revolving door of badass people that are representing us in the best possible way and trying to make it as entertaining as fun as as wide-ranging uh, with regards to like having content for kids too you know that like you had my friend arcia which was like it's so funny how like we'd never met before you and i and you're in england and then like the handful of people you've already had as guests are like my longtime friends from Tehran <laughs> to Varto to Arsia. I was like, man, me and Isla are somehow it. connected, you know? I love um, it. Yeah, it's like, it's like so weird. Like for you, for all over on that side of the world, for you to like have chosen these people in your first set of like eleven podcasts. I was like, this is pretty cool. Uh, but anywho, so um, you know, so I was like gonna have like Arsia do like a little storytelling. I have this one lady who is American, but she's married to an Iranian and. She started making uh, reusable Norus half-seen sets, you know, like because she wanted to continue to learn more about Norus and stuff. Like, so it's not even just all Persian people, like I'm having, I'm having an American woman who's married to Persian yeah. who's doing her part to preserving our culture. You know, like that's also equally like admirable, you know? And so um, really just doing whatever we can as a team to to put together twenty-four hours of nonstop programming, uh, with the mission and vision being to unite Persians all over the world. And because, um, you know, Salta is something that really all Iranians, they celebrate at one moment yeah. around the world, unlike the Western type, you know? And so because we're all celebrating at one moment, and yes, everybody is in a different time zone when it's happening, but we are literally celebrating at the same exact time. I was like, a live stream is the most ideal experience. And the 24 hours of it means that, Literally all day Saturday, no matter where you are from Australia to Toronto, to England, to Miami, pretty much all day Saturday, March 20th, when you tune into our live stream, which is absolutely free, you're just going to see a series of amazing people. And and we're going to be having short, sweet chats about who you are, what you're doing, how can we support you? Thank you for doing what you're doing. You know, like that's literally a bunch of 5, 10, 15 minute segments sprinkled in with great dances, great music performance, vocal performances, musician performances. just some epic shit, man, and like I just I just want like more people to like unite with me and just help us conquer it. Consider it your own event. Let's make it a family affair and make the most out of this weird ass Noru's.
0: That's amazing, Iman. I'm getting I was getting so excited when you were talking about this. I was like, oh my god, it's like it's like a proper <laughs> it's a proper party. Um, yeah. So where can where can people find where can where can people tune in? How how do we watch it?
1: yeah so basically if you just go to the unite and conquer youtube um right on the homepage, you'll see that there's a live stream link ready to go when you click on it you can set a reminder so that when we go live on air on saturday march 20th at 12 a.m eastern standard time um that you can just click it and boom enjoy for for 24 hours and um you know i have um, i have my team that's going to be coming out of performing out of uh, my dc studio so our djs are going to be there so we'll have like 30, 40 minute DJ sets sprinkled throughout the whole 24 hours too and then other than that it's just gonna be guests from all around the world that are um, that are coming on and giving nodu's messages giving uh, we, we kind of reflect on the past year we're gonna talk about what we're grateful for we're gonna see what we learned you know we're gonna see what new projects these singers musicians comedians all stars are kind of like up to and um, I don't know man I, I think I really think that like as much as I loved our dc events i was always just in this dc bubble you know and like what 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 the pandemic has um provided for me personally and what awesome people has done for me personally and what united conquer has allowed me to do is open up the opportunities to really reach a global persian audience and then also bringing them all together you know and like really when you think about it this is the first and possibly the last time that we're going to have this many persians that would benefit and would enjoy watching a program like this, you know, because mm-hmm. next year we're going to be back to doing live events, inshallah, you know, like, I mean, so like, yeah. so there's going to be, I might still do a virtual event, but it might not be a 24-hour live stream and it might not, I don't know what what to expect next year, but the point is, it's, it's the first time that something like this is happening. Yeah. And I think, and, and it's, it could very well be that it won't be replicated to this caliber because now is when still 99% of people are sitting at home and they would love to just be able to turn into, uh, somewhere, and when you think about it, you or your family, especially your parents, if they're into like Iranian TV for many, many years, it's the same old heads sitting in, in their 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 LA TV stations. I'm, I'm not trying to hate on it, but like mm-hmm. different, different, different folks, different strokes, you know? Yeah. And so, like, so it, it has its own audience. Mine is supposed to really cater to like the 50 and under audience, you know, like, and and really, if I can get the younger, the better, you know, if I can get teenagers that are growing up outside of Iran who don't really feel connected to Iran, but they see that, oh, man, look at all these cool 20, 30, 40-year-olds. They're doing great stuff. I want this. Why have I been, like, hiding away from the Persian community? I love Aylar. She's great. What's, who's this? Who's Tehran? Who's whatever? Like, that's really that's, – that's what I want to create, and that's what I believe that the YouTube live stream has an ability to create. And it's like if you're on board with this mission, everybody is able to help grow it. You know, it's an organ, organically growing – uh, experience and everybody wins. Huh. There is nobody there's there's no hidden agenda here. This is a true unite and conquer mentality and mindset, mission, vision. And um literally like the door is open for anybody who who wants to be a success and mm-hmm. just says, hey, I want to help. I want to be a part of this. I want to have fun with this. How do I you know like, how, what can I do? Because that's how we can make it great with the remaining 12 days. It's March 8th today. So with the remaining 12 days to go, my biggest enemy is time. It's time and resources, you know, like if I had a million dollars, I would put it in advertising. So 90 million Iranians around the world can just hear about that this is happening, because if they hear about it, I think that they would um, tune in, especially because I am purposefully um, making this like an English Farsi podcast. Like I want like because the the reality is that somebody who is so disconnected to the Iranian community, meaning like we unfortunately lost them uh, and they don't even speak Farsi they're probably like not even gonna tune in at all. But if I do it in English, mostly, then we can have a lot of people that can kind of connect to it, you know? Where like, even if they don't speak Farsi, they're like, okay, well, these are my people, you know? And like, let me see what they're up to. And then maybe just like that, they start getting into Persian music. I got into, before 17, I didn't even know Persian music existed, like Persian pop. Because my parents would always play these like old school traditional radio Iran stuff. And then I found out that Andy and Siavash existed and I was like, what the hell is Persian pop music? So it was through music and entertainment that I got into uh, the Persian community because my high school, there was only two Persians, me and my cousin, you know? So like, I was never like raised in a all Persian environment, you know? So I I fell through it because of entertainment and music. And when you think about it, when generations, um, they leave their homelands, the two things that connect them the most that stays on is food and music, you know, like that's the one that that you continue to stick with. And that's why Latins, for example, they continue to have, no matter where they go in the world, even if they're not in their homeland, it's the food and music that keeps them so close together. And Persians are like that, Indians are like that, you know, like there are certain cultures that they celebrate food and family and music so much more, you know, and we are fortunate enough to be one of those cultures that they do that. And so like, if we, our generation, the next generation after us, If we don't take that baton and if we don't like pass it on to as many different people and we don't like keep this fire aside, then that's it. Like the the legacy ends, the death, the the death, the the dynasty, it ends, you know, and like all these beautiful things that we get to enjoy and celebrate and bring us together 40, 50, hundred years from now, it's like going to be non-existent, you know? So I feel like it's, it's my duty and obligation Mm -hmm. given my, my resume, given my resources, given my network, that if I don't do this, I'm not, I'm not pulling in my weight, you know, like, so I really take it on as a responsibility, but it just so happens that I am passionately in love with that responsibility. And that's what makes life so much more enjoyable for me right now, no matter how stressful it is.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. It's it's so (laughs) wonderful hearing you talk about your work and and this event, because the passion and the love, like honestly comes through. I, I said this at the beginning as well. Like what, it comes through so clearly that you're passionate about your community and the work that you do, and and it really shows. So it's really really nice hearing you talk about it, um, and also it's wonderful hearing you speak about your mission um, and what you hope to achieve with with this wonderful wonderful event. Um, yeah. You know things like getting the the younger generation interested in in Persian stuff, and I think. Um, it's really cool hearing how you got into it through music. Cause I feel like everyone, uh, mo- you know, I'd say most Iranian kids growing up outside the country sort of have that eureka moment um, mm-hmm. a- a- at an older age where they fall into it and fall in love with it. Uh, Cause you know, it's, it's one thing when you're spoon fed something, but it, it really means a lot more when you seek it out yourself and really, fall in love with it yourself True. because you found this thing rather than it's been it, it's been given to you but you're you're amazing for making it so easy for people to find the find the things that they can fall in love with whether it's the, the, you know the persian dance and, and music and, and 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 everything else really so kudos you. to you and and thank you for for doing what you do um so i, I will put up the, the you know the the link for your youtube channel your instagram um on igtv and if you're listening to this on spotify or anywhere anywhere else please look in the description so you can you can find out more about iman and all the all the cool stuff that he does um there there's there are a couple more questions i want to ask you before i I let you go take your time Um, what advice would you give yourself like 10 15 years ago
1: well i mean First of all I would say don't put so much pressure on yourself you know like I think that so many people in their 20s especially right now um they just they they're, they're so down on themselves for like not having life figured out yet or not knowing what their like their mission is or their passion is or they're so like confused and that stuff and that's and that confusion and that like need whatever it just it takes them to a dark place like slowly over time, you know, like not overnight, but like you just keep on like, you know, being bummed out about that for days and weeks and months, all of a sudden you look back you're like, oh my God, I've been depressed for a year, you know? But instead of kind of like focusing on, man, I I wish I knew what I was needing to get up for every day. And I wish I wouldn't go to sleep all disappointed that I wasted a whole day. Instead of that, like I highly recommend doing a gratitude journal and you wake up every single morning and you figure out what are the top things that you want to do today. You look back and you say, what are the top three things that you were grateful for? What could you have done better, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you kind of do that every single day, it's a compound effect, you know, like by, by chipping away at the things that you could work on, baby steps every day, then the same way how you can go into depression after months of little bad days here and there, you do little great things to your health, to your body, to your soul to to your work initiatives and all of a sudden you're like damn i fucking worked my ass off the last six months part of my french i I cursed on myself i I didn't i don't know you can bleep that outside um my apologies spotify but um but you know what i mean like so that that's it's really how much effort that you put into your every day um that will lead to the results that you really want to have and i think that your mission and your purpose will eventually find itself once you try out different things you know like i always say that go intern something or somewhere, go work for somewhere. Worst case, you didn't like it and you can check it off and be like, okay, well, that's definitely not my cup of tea, you know? And then like slowly but surely, you're going to end up seeing little patterns of like, oh my God, I I resonate towards this type of industry. I resonate towards these type of people. And then you just kind of like go like this. I've been literally going like this for all these years too. And that has reached me to like this point. You know what I mean? So um, it's not something that ever uh, pops up at a certain age um, it's just it's just that you have to continue to chip away at your own ice sculpture until it becomes a masterpiece that you have envisioned and that that will give you the fulfillment that you need but you got to do it for yourself you got to do it for yourself more than anybody else if you're doing stuff for your parents or your grandparents or your family or society um, that's what's going to get you um, tired and stressed out and disappointed Uh, but if you're doing stuff for yourself then then you just follow your heart
0: yeah. hundred percent. That's very well said. Um, th- 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 there's two things I want to say that the first thing about the journal and the gratitude journal and writing down what you want to do d- during that day. Honestly, that is so, so helpful. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, in life, yes, of course, but especially during quarantine where like, I forget what day of the week it is. Like we've been <laughs> on lockdown for A very long time people haven't seen me in a while um so Um, so it's it's um it's great to have that structure and some people can get a bit like oh when when you mention gratitude but if you don't like that word just (laughs) think of it as a schedule do a schedule (laughs) and just write down the things you want to do and maybe the things that are good so so i think it's definitely very worthwhile um doing that. And also the, the second thing that you mentioned about volunteering, interning and, and work, the value of work is just so, so immense. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I say this as well, like um, it's harder now because everything's on lockdown, but I, I, my advice to, to young kids sort of graduating or coming out of school or whatever is to volunteer. If people won't hire you, just email them and be like, oh, can I just hang out here for free and and see how you work obviously don't do that forever because you deserve to get paid uh for what you do uh pro bono it is isn't valid all the time like um so um so definitely go out there and volunteer and and do as many things as you
1: can let me me piggyback off something that you're saying there like uh this whole interning uh a a true a good company owner or a leader at a company uh, will never let go of an intern that truly is interested in something. They will find a way to bring them on board and keep them. Meaning like at a certain point, yes, you do your part and you show up and you show up and you give 120% not expecting payment. But there comes a time where you want to be in an organization that the leader of that organization does respect and value you. You know, like I always, I have a lot of interns, um, like I have five interns right now from George Mason University that are helping out and they're getting credit in return. But I, in, the, in the initial talk that I have with them before I bring them on, I tell them that, hey, listen, I'm invested in you guys. I want you guys to get the most out of this experience, you know, and like I don't like not paying anybody, you know, like that's not I, I, don't, I would love to. Ha- I love writing checks to people because I'm helping them support their family, you know, so like but it has to make financial sense. If you're bringing value, if you're helping to ge- grow my business, if you're helping generate business for my thing, why wouldn't I give you a piece of the pie, you know? And so, like, so is so they, they, interning, you should definitely do it for a good amount of time, give it 120%. But once you feel that you honestly gave it your all, yeah. but they're not appreciating it, that's when you know that, hey, thank you so much for the experience and, you know, um, appreciate you. And, and, and they should always have a conversation with them and be like, hey, I hope you've been enjoying my progress the last one month, three months. Are there any opportunities where you think that there might be a financial compensation? Do you see value in it? Or what else I can do to improve, you know? I, as a business owner, would love to hear that from an intern when they're done with whatever duration the internship was scheduled to be, you know? Because that's great. That shows that somebody respects their own time, respects their own value, and is coming to me not in a demanding manner, saying, hey, I'm reaching the end of the internship that we had discussed that was going to be unpaid, do you see value in it? What do you think? How can I improve? And do you see any future in me, uh, in your organization? Like, I would love to have those kind of, that's the kind of person I want on my team, Yeah, you know? And so like, like out of my five interns, one of my, one of my interns, like two months ago, I was like, Basant, like, I just hope that by the time the internship is done, we have our shit together and I can afford to freaking bring you on full time because she has come in every single day with 120% heart, like interest, like focus like you you just know when somebody's in it and they love what they're doing you know and so there's about a month and a half left to her internship and hopefully business will pick up a little bit so we can bring people like that uh, on because i in my in my circle of family friends business Man, if you're not bringing in good energy, if you're not like on board with like my mission in life and work, then i there there's no way you can be around me because cause you you're cancer to my not just me but to my people, you know what I mean and I, and I have to protect the house you know so so for me like i can I can very easily detect when somebody's in it to win it or if they're coming with some kind of agenda or lack of interest or lack of energy or bad attitude you know so anyways, I digress, but that's that
0: but but no that's that's a really really great point because well well first of all like that's an amazing skill to have and it's something that you you tune into eventually the the, the more you pay attention to it and and sort of see oh you know does this person bring me joy sort of like merry kondo with people yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> if not but but no it's true cuz you know yeah. it it takes a lot to bring yourself up and keep yourself in happy so that energy deserves to be protected um and also going back to to what you just said about you know companies and internships it's it's a two-way street and it's 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 a relationship so you need to see if the people who you work for or the people you're working for yeah are on the same vibe as you um, and, so- and,
1: and 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 speaking of that i i one thing that i learned very late in my career i wish i was a better business owner earlier on but um you, when you're young and stupid you kind of make really bad decisions on your business too but one thing that i learned a few years back is that i work for you you don't work for me you know and that's that's when i get the most out of my team when I'm constantly asking you, what can I do for you to make your experience as a team member of my company better? You know, like I need to be able to serve my employees to get the most out of them, you know, not like, hey, you work for me. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. If you give somebody the tools and the resources and the, and the support to do what they can do great for the company, that's when you're going to get the most out of that person. That's when you know that, they, that's when they know that they're being appreciated. And really everybody just wants to, not everybody needs pats on the backs and shout outs, but everybody needs to get appreciated once in a while for their efforts. You know, if you're continuously giving your heart and soul into an organization and there's zero appreciation and it's just like expected for you to do this and this at a high level and come in with a great attitude every single day, that is not the way to run a business, you know? And so like, I definitely um, learned the hard way and lost a lot of great people by, by not appreciating them for their efforts enough. You know, it's, I didn't think that I wasn't appreciating them. I just realized that the the way that I was doing it was not enough or else I would never have lost those people. You know, fortunately, I haven't lost too many great people because I've been fortunate to have some incredible human beings around me. But um, I regret that even if I lost one great person, that's on me, that's my screw up, you know? And so I tried to be very, very um, appreciative of my team. And at the same time, not be too like and too friendly because that also kind of, creates a different dynamic when like the boss is too cool and too fun then people can kind of like they're like oh well, I can get I can I can have this one pass you know so it's definitely a tight rope to walk but when two people are again like minded in their mission even if it's the employer and the employee mm-hmm. as long as the mission is is the same for both people right yeah. then 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 you can figure out how to make it enjoyable and fruitful for uh those two and then in turn the people that are in our ecosystem that are working around us you know
0: that's valuable advice for both employees and employers um because you know as as an employer no wait as an employee yeah (laughs) you you sort of appreciate good companies and good company culture when you've experienced not so good company culture so you know a lot of my friends in architecture, especially in the UK, um, it's a really tough field. People work late hours and a lot of companies don't really compensate you as you should. You don't get overtime and things like that. So a friend of mine, a very, very close friend of mine who works in architecture, he recently moved companies from a company that was kind of abusive uh, to a company that's really nice. And they tell him to go home on time and and not to stay at work until 1 a.m. Yeah. What he, a
1: good work-life balance, yeah.
0: Exactly. And and he would we'd have phone conversations and he'd be like, Ilah, like I'm freaking out. I think I'm gonna get fired. No one's like uh, hassling me about anything. And I told him, like, you are You've been, you're used to abuse. This is just yeah. a good workplace. You're okay, babe, relax.
1: Wow. Um. Yeah.
0: So I think, you know, anyone listening, it's, you can sometimes get used to a bad situation and think it's normal, but it's not. Listen to what Iman is saying. <laughs> Bosses are supposed to be nice. Like it's a, it's a good balance. It's a yeah. give and take. So yeah, that's my little. I mean, and-
1: it's it's like, it's like any relationship. I mean, you somebody, whether it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, employer, has the ability to um, give you wings of confidence and has the ability to truly pick out every feather around you that, that you have made to fly, you know? And so like, um, you know, like it's, that's why it's so important to be very careful of who you have around you, you know, what type of energy is around you. I mean, people show themselves very easily. It's just some people, they choose to ignore it and like kind of like be in denial about it. No, that's just, that's just him. That's just her. No, 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 no. Respect and love and honesty and communication uh, are are things that are transcendent from relationships at work, at home, with family. Uh, You need to give respect and you need to get respect in return. It's a a reciprocal uh, relationship that um, is the only way to keep things healthy and um, moving forward.
0: That's very well said, and it leads beautifully into my next and final question. Um, I asked this question of, of everyone who who comes on Mahmouni, and the question is sort of a scenario, so I'll, I'll paint you a picture. Say you meet someone new, this can be in a professional capacity or whatever, what is the one thing that you would want to know about a person, their essence? This can be a question, this can be anything. Uh, that. So that makes sense. Like what's important to you about who a person is? Uh,
1: I want to, I want to know what their, what, what like their mission is like, what is like, what are you, what are you trying to get out of this life? I want to see how I can help you and like make your mission into a reality. You know what I mean? I, I, I believe that um, no dream is too crazy. And I think that if you have the right people around you, you're able to make those dreams come true. You know, it, it might take years, it might take months, whatever it is, it'll take a lot of freaking work. But that journey is what makes life incredible. That journey is what makes life so adventurous. And so I, I want to support people's dreams as long as, long as I believe that their dreams that are gonna make their community better, that, that will make um, society better, that will make the world better, that will allow them to reflect back on life on their last breath and be like, man, that was a great ride you know and like you know met, met some great people and let's see what the afterlife has for us so i i would just want to know like what drives you what's your mission what's what's your goal in life and hopefully it's something that i can use my resources and support that dream you know because there's nothing more beautiful than people supporting each other's dreams
0: on, well, that very very well said <laughs>